You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou Would you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, how blessed we are to come and to hear again your word, the stories of your mighty acts of salvation, and to receive the wisdom that alone can come from you, for it is you, come in person in Jesus Christ. Grant us a good understanding of what we hear this day. May it change our hearts and so change our lives that we may glorify you. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I grew up in a house with three boys. I always kind of laugh. You guys, when you guys kind of argue it out, when Ian and Elizabeth argue it out, I think to myself... And we, we kind of, we, you know, we get on their case about it. I think to myself, a brother and a sister, there's no way they can fight as well as three brothers. <laughs> there just isn't. We, because it's always two on one, just constantly shifting alliances and guys like to hit each other. Um, so, when we, so my mom and dad came up with rules to kind of keep as much peace in the house as possible. Some of those rules were given as dictums from on high and some of them were sort of figured out because we knew if we didn't figure it out we'd get more dictums from on high. Well, one of the things we figured out as kids was that when it came to sharing, we had to come up with a system. Now, I'm thinking specifically here of sharing food because there's no one who can eat like three teenage boys. Um, And the system we came up with was that if one person divided up the food, the other person got the choice of which half. Okay, because undoubtedly, the person who's choosing would choose the good portion, which is exactly what Jesus said Mary did in today's reading. But in real life, it's not always easy to tell which is the good portion or the better portion. I remember one time my mom made giant chocolate chip cookies. Our favorite recipe, but she made in big cookies. Now, my mom was a big person on rationing things. To this day, I can only eat four Oreo cookies at a sitting because that's all we were allowed to have. Well, my mom took one of these cookies and split it and gave one to my youngest brother and kept one for herself. And she said, you and your brother split the other one. Oh, okay. So I picked up that cookie and it was my turn to split it. So I grabbed it and picked it up. And I noticed as I looked at the cookie that the predominance of chocolate chips were on one side. So I had to think to myself, am I more in the mood for a cookie or more in the mood for chocolate? So when I broke that cookie, I didn't exactly break it in half. I kind of broke it down a little over to one side so it was more like two-thirds to one-third. And then I went to my brother and said, which do you want? (laughs) 
life, it's harder to tell what the good portion is. As we join Abraham in today's reading from the book of Genesis, this is the third time God has visited him to tell him of the new destiny that Abraham has, which is very different from his father's. In chapter 12, Abraham is visited by God, and God says to him, Okay, your father's dead, and you've been living at home with him. Okay? At 70 years old, Abraham has simply been living off what his father had achieved. He's enjoying what is essentially a luxurious life. They were very rich by the standards of that day. And God says to him, you know this comfortable life you've been having and the work your father did, all that's over for you. Pack up your stuff. You're going on a journey. Because through you, I want to bless all of the nations of the world. Now, nations in this context means other tribes and ethnicities beyond yourself. Abraham now has to decide whether he values the life of ease and luxury he's been enjoying or whether he wants to be a blessing to people who are no kith or kindred to him. He packs up his stuff and goes on a journey. Later on in that journey, as our vacation Bible school kids will learn, tomorrow night, he's in a tent because they're wandering in the wilderness, having all kinds of crazy adventures, and God calls him out and says, go out and look at the stars of the heavens. So many will be your offspring if you can count them. And Abraham's like, God, um, you know, about this point, you know I'm 80 and Sarah's 70, And we don't have any children, right? You're aware. (laughs) I can give you children. Ooh. Keep going. Now, this is a tough moment. I mentioned we've got a a birthday card uh, shower going out to one of our members in a nursing home. I generally do not walk into that nursing home with any anxiety. I will meet a pregnant woman unless she's a nurse. Everything in Abraham's experience says this is impossible. But will he believe God's promise? Or will he believe his own experience? And in a line that is precious to us, especially as Lutherans, because it's quoted by St. Paul in the book of Romans, God believes, sorry, Abraham believes God and God counts that faith as righteousness. That's a precious promise that our faith can be counted as righteousness before God because if you read the book of Genesis, Abraham is no saint. As we join him in today's reading, this is the third time he's been visited by the word of God in the person of these three strangers, these three angels. And this time Sarah gets to overhear the conversation. And she's 90. And she's like, you're kidding. (laughs) But they stay the course and a year later they have their child Isaac. Which means laughter because Sarah laughed. (laughs) And through Isaac come all the patriarchs. And through the patriarchs comes King David. David. 
and from the line of King David and through the promise made to him that his throne would endure forever comes Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, all those generations later, and through him all of the nations of the world, people of every ethnicity are blessed through his sacrifice on the cross and the forgiveness of sins we can receive in his name. Because Abraham kept choosing not his experience, not his common sense, not what logic told him would work, but what God said could happen. All the nations of the world are blessed to this day. But that's the way the Word of God always comes to us. The Word of God always comes to us as something strange and foreign from the outside. Because God is not us. It's very popular right now to sort of get involved in meditation and sort of seek God's inner voice. And God does indeed speak through our hearts. But you will never be able to tell what is your desire and what is the voice of God. You'll never be able to distinguish them without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that is given when we receive the Word of God. When we receive it in faith and trust then that spirit can begin to help us discern what's my own ideas and what's God's. Because without that guidance, I guarantee this, whatever you find when you go looking inside yourself will simply be a mirror image of yourself. And everything you, you want will be suddenly what God wants for you. <laughs> we are called by God to crazy adventures, the end of which we cannot see. We're called to know the real God who is not simply a projection of our feelings and our thoughts, but who has his own thoughts, his own feelings, and wishes to express them to us because he loves us and wishes to call us into the truth. I'm going to say something obvious. I didn't write this book. I didn't write this book. And when I first became a Christian 25 years ago, I was offended by a great deal of what I found in it. 25 years later, I continue to be challenged by what I find in it. Because it keeps calling me out of myself to be transformed into something higher and better than what I began as. It's the better, it's the good portion. See, when the Word of God comes to us, we have choices. The power of the Holy Spirit given to us when the Word of God comes to us, the power of that Spirit allows us to choose in a way we couldn't choose before. We've always had the option to refuse God. Now we have the option to receive in faith. And we can either attend to what God is doing, be like Mary sitting at the foot of Jesus, or we can be like Martha scurrying around and maybe doing good things, but not the best thing, which is receiving not just the teaching of Jesus, which is good enough, but Jesus himself 
who is present to us through the Spirit when we hear or read the Scriptures. Because He is the Word of God. Where the Word of God is present, Christ is present. If Jesus was here speaking this morning, even in this secular age, I guarantee we would not have any pews empty. If we'd been able to put a sign up front, Jesus here, 9.30 a.m., I guarantee we'd have people lined up around the block to come in and ask their questions or listen to him preach or whatever was going to happen. But most of our Bibles sit at home collecting dust or we're largely ignorant of what's in them or we don't understand those stories. And this is Christ speaking to us. This is why we commit ourselves to things like the Renewal Week coming up during Vacation Bible School and why we come again and again to this house of worship that we might grow in our understanding and be called into the mystery of Christ ever deeper, ever more fully. Because that's the good portion that can't be taken away from us. Our actions forge our lives. And our lives are our legacy, either positive or negative in this world. A friend of mine shared with me a very simple example that, uh, that helped put a real face on this. Because every choice we make, every choice we make, is either leading us closer to the truth or further down a hole. And my friend, I've, I've been blessed at 52 as I said in, my, in the first service, I feel like I've less arrived at middle age than I have crested the hill and I'm beginning to slide. <laughs> I'm sure the ropes courses this afternoon will demonstrate this well. Um, my friend has struggled with... But, but I, in reaching middle age, I have not struggled with weight so far. My friend has struggled with weight. And his wife got him engaged in Weight Watchers. And he said he actually has been okay with this program because it's the first time he's ever been on a diet where he hasn't been told what he can't eat. What he's simply been given is a number of points. And he can choose whatever he wants to eat as long as he doesn't go over the number of points. So he says, every morning at breakfast, I have a choice to make. Because I love bacon and eggs and French toast. But if I eat bacon and eggs and French toast, I will knock out all my points by 10 a.m. and I'll have to fast until 9 a.m. the following morning. And that doesn't sound like any fun. So most days I opt for fruit and a bowl of oatmeal. (laughs) He's making a choice which he hopes will lead to a legacy of longer life and blessing for his family. Fewer health issues to deal with down the road. He's choosing the good portion, even when it costs him something in the short term. Mary chooses the good portion because she sits at the feet of Christ and over the wonderful, nutritious meal that is being prepared, even over the fellowship of friends and family at the table, she knows this is the one thing that she can hold on to forever. As will be demonstrated when her brother Lazarus dies, as recounted in the Gospel of John. She holds on to the one thing that can hold on to her. 
When we do that, when we are guided by the Spirit through the Word of God to choose the good portion, we create a legacy that glorifies God forever, that blesses us with eternal life and blesses those around us with a life that looks more like Jesus. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, it is hard for us to know the good portion sometimes. Is it better to keep the job in the 401k or is it better to set out on an adventure? Remind us that it is always best to be where you are calling us to be. To be faithful. Trusting in your promises. Guided by your word. Transformed by your grace. That whatever path you call us to in life is the right path to help us grow in holiness and bless those around us. Grant us the faith of Abraham to follow where you are leading and the discernment of Mary to attend to you above all things. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord Jesus for he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God now and forever. Amen. Be thou my vision O Lord of my heart not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, Thy presence, my life.